Hello and welcome to League of Josh podcast. My name is Joshua. I'm the orchestrator and the figurehead of all of this. I'm kind of like the Wizard of Oz without being great nor powerful. Um, on today's episode, I talk with my, my old friend, Pamela Tilliani. And I met Pam a few years ago while coaching her boyfriend and his brother in volleyball. And she would come and play against my team in intramurals. And she was just always this beacon of authenticity and positivity and light. And recently she's really blown up on Instagram with her Instagram account, Pam B fit. And yeah, she just has a, she just has a really positive message and I wanted to bring her on and just talk about how she, how she managed to become so authentic and kind of where her positivity comes from. And so we had a really fun conversation and we talked about her journey through social media and in becoming a, um, a physio assistant and a personal trainer. So we talk a little bit about her journey and kind of what she had to go through to get there. And it was really enjoyable. I, I really like Pam and I really like the message that she has. So I was, I was very happy to have her on. And also I, um, I was a little bit flustered this one because I did not anticipate daylight savings for some reason. I'm in Phoenix, which doesn't have daylight savings which is pretty sweet, but unfortunately I was expecting this to be an hour later. So I come in a little bit flustered and almost burned my house down at one point. So uh, thanks for being patient. Thanks for the continued support. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. Uh, love yourselves. Yeah. Love you too, Pam. Thanks. Good. Enjoy. Good luck. Here we go. Thanks for thanks for doing this. I'm glad that we were able to to find a time. I know that this is outside of your comfort zone, so I really appreciate you kind of diving into it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm really excited to be here, and I thank you for helping me break out of my comfort zone. Because without opportunities like this, we wouldn't have the chance to push ourselves and grow. So thank yeah, you. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's actually kind of what I. Number one, you have a really cool setup. I I love the. Um, the swords in the back you've got you've got the super thanks cool. like it. it's um, not they're not mine i wish no. i could take uh credit for those they're nicks this is mm. like our joint office space um you know he's got his desk here i've got mine right in front of the window um but i always get compliments on that from every every single person i get have a meeting with they're like wow pam cool thank you thank you so much very cultured i'm a big fan um that's actually kind of what i wanted to talk to you about is that comfort zone idea and Okay. Just your level of authenticity. I want to know where that came from, how you developed that. Because anytime that I would work with Nick and Clark and you would be there, you were just this glowing ray of light and positivity all the time. And I thought it was super cool. And, and I kind of want to know where that came from, whether you were always like that, whether it's something you've had to develop over time, which I'm sure it is. It's, it's some kind of skill that you, you, have to, you have to muster and kind of conjure over time. And through uncomfortable experiences. So yeah, how, how do you muster authenticity so well? Oh my goodness, that's a great question. Um, I definitely haven't always been this um, open and kind of you know, showing myself to the world and, and my positivity. I, I used to be very, very, very shy. Um, so nobody really got to see that part of me. But over time, I'm not really sure if it was just all the different experience I put myself into um, with dance and through university and just 
kind of putting myself more in um, different spotlights, I kind of um, grew into that and got more comfortable with the idea of showing more of myself to people. Um, the positivity side and the authenticity, I get this question all the time, like, Pam, how do you say, stay so positive? And it's, it's a really hard question to answer. Um, I think oh, it's a really hard question to answer. I'm just, I'm just really happy with where I am and what I'm doing. And, and I want other people to kind of feel the same as me. So I try to exude this personality and smile all the time and be as friendly as possible to hopefully try and um, like have other people feel the same same way um, because smiles are contagious positivity is contagious I just try and keep myself to that utmost standard um, to try and help other people feel the same <laughs> to be honest yeah totally you're you're like this very very cool exemplar of kind of how to how to manifest that because even when things would go poorly like we would I remember when we would <clears throat> when your intramural team would play my um, my club team and like oh, yeah. any and we and you were just always like no matter what the score was or how individuals were doing you were always lifting people up and and going around and trying to bring everyone up and together and mm -hmm. and that's what i found really cool was that your your ability to kind of exemplify that positivity and like you have this altruistic tendency and even if it was even even if um the score wasn't great or anything like that you were always, you were always kind of at the same level. You, you held yourself to this high standard of kind of, I guess, I guess, as you said it, you were just kind of being yourself and just being this positive force. I thought it was really cool. Oh, thanks, Josh. Yeah. I honestly just like want everyone to have a good time, especially in like a fun sport like volleyball. I don't really see any reason why we should, you know, get so overly frustrated if we're like losing or we're not doing as well as we should, because that kind of just brings the whole team down and the whole vibe. And we want to just, it's like, it sounds so cheesy, but we're here, we're there to have fun. And we just, I don't know, we don't want any, any bad vibes. And I want the other team to have fun too. I do this thing where I cheer for both sides <laughs> and people think it's so weird. They're like, Pam, uh, why, why are you doing that? Why are you saying good job to them? I'm like, why not? Why not? Mm -hmm. That's the question. That's funny. I'll do that as a coach sometimes. Like if someone has yeah. a really good play, I'll be like, that was like, it, it's fun to acknowledge that kind of stuff. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, it's an interesting part. Yeah, for sure. I also want to know um, kind of how you started to develop your, your social media platform because that's oh like gosh, a huge yeah. thing now and you're, you're always on it. You're always super into it and it's so cool to see it growing and, and it seems to be having such a positive influence on so many other people that are, that are trying to build themselves up and kind of get into that realm of, um like making a making an, an influence for themselves yes 100 percent. oh well let me tell you when uh when i say that it's been years in the making i think i started it um in 2016 whoa and yeah yeah i've been cool. i've been in it for a while not as consistent as i am now of course um but that's when i was just really starting to figure it out and all good things take time. It was very different back then. It was actually me and my best friend. Um, we started it as a way to stay accountable because she was living in Toronto. I was living in Kamloops here. And um, it was kind of just like, okay, let's start this to keep track on our goals and see each other doing their thing in our completely separate cities. Um, 
And then slowly but surely, it kind of transitioned more into my page because she created her own passion, which is she loves hairstyling and all that. So she has that. Um, and over the years, it just got easier and easier. And I got more comfortable with um, expressing myself on this platform because like I said, I used to be very shy. So I would never talk on my stories or hardly even post any. And to be honest, when Instagram first when I first started my Instagram, that wasn't even a thing. So <laughs> I've like seen the changes of Instagram um, as it adapts and evolves, which is really quite interesting as well. All the different algorithms that pop in and switch up the game, but it takes time. It really does. When people, like people don't even realize that I've been trying <laughs> to grow for five years mm -hmm. and it's finally starting to be more consistent and Oh, it's so great and such amazing, amazing community. Like I'm sure you see that I'm constantly talking to other girls and other women and we're always, always lifting each other up mm -hmm. and seeing what we're up to. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy that you can be on a platform and know someone from Hawaii, from yeah. Portugal. And I just have all these cool connections and, and we're all such like-minded people. So it really helps raise me up as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like we all just help each other. I feel yes, like you went on a tangent there. No, 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 that's good. That's what I want. Like, I, I the more that you talk, that. the better. I'm sure people will hear me talk enough if they listen to enough <laughs> of these. So I, I want more uh -huh. from, from the people that I have on. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, though. You guys have this, like, interconnected weave of positivity where you're always kind of building each other up, and that's really fun. Mm -hmm. And then it's you're amazing. also, you're also, um, what's your, what's your affiliation with Fuel? I know that, uh, like I, I've, I've been in there a decent amount kind of as an athlete and so I've yeah, met totally. the, the owners and the manager and they're just super duper cool guys and they're so tons amazing. of fun to just hang out with and they're totally keen to just talk for forever about physiology and supplements and all of that so kind of how did you get into that and and how did how did your relationship with them blossom yeah great question oh my gosh well jake and justin they're amazing they are so so nice um, and very knowledgeable as well if you ever have any questions about supplements or working out or anything related to health and fitness they are there yeah. to help you um i think jake contacted me i think two years ago now um, and i was always already going to fuel um, as someone who was just interested in health and fitness i just always thought that they were very friendly there and very not intimidating, which is something I, I would always look for in the places I would go to. And uh, so they already kind of knew me as just like a customer that, that would come in every now and then. And he wanted to start a um, ambassador program just to kind of help raise the brand and show people that that supplement store isn't just for bodybuilders or athletes or or, you know, sometimes society can think of us as, not us, not me, <laughs> can think of bodybuilders and athletes as like the be all end all. And, and I'm not, you know, I can't go get supplements because I don't look like that. Or I don't know if I'm going to look like that, but that's not the case. You can go to a supplement store and get information just to better yourself and better your health. And that's kind of what they wanted to start portraying through getting ambassadors that are all different levels of fitness and shapes and sizes. And, you know, it, it doesn't even matter how much muscle you have or anything like that. They just wanted to show that you can start to live a healthier lifestyle um, through, if you want to start getting supplements there and whatnot. So 
Yeah. So they reached out to me and I thought it was perfect because I already aligned with their brand and they were local, which I love. And they were always so nice to me and accommodating and knowledgeable. So it just seemed like a good fit. And I love my city. I love representing um, a local shop. So yeah, it was yeah. like a great, great fit. Yeah. A lot of their ambassadors are like, they've kind of um, developed this model of inclusivity. Like they, they really want people from all of these diverse backgrounds and diverse mm -hmm. bodies. And of course, and, and so that's a lot of fun. I really like that. Yeah. And you, you're also someone that supports local, like as often as you can, as much as mm -hmm. I see in your stories and, and in all of your, your posting, you're, you're trying to, to stay within your community as much as you can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Being in your community is everything. I think, especially right now during mm -hmm. this time that we're going through, um, they need us more than ever to help support them if we can. And you don't even have to spend money to support local businesses. Honestly, you can just share their stuff, um, comment on their social media pages. That honestly helps so much too. So you don't always need money to support local, but I do like to, to do that as well. Buy my coffee yeah. here, buy this there. Yeah. But yeah. It, yeah, it, it is a little bit like now we're kind of at a, at a technological age where it's just so much more convenient to order something from Amazon rather than going to a local store and mm. kind of just excluding ourselves from local community. But I, I think that you're right. I think that you hit on a really cool point that especially during these times, it's become more and more important to, to develop a, a community within your community rather than just being an outlier and kind of mm -hmm. doing all of your stuff through online shopping. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. And you feel so good supporting the real people. You know who owns these businesses. You know that it's going to help them in their individual lives and help grow their business as well. So that's a good feeling too. Mm -hmm. Do you have any local favorites? Oh my gosh. It what's the what's the top like <laughs> what kind of local favorites? Coffee shop, food, restaurants. Oh my gosh. So All many. of the above. Just give me like a give me give me a few of your, your top okay. favorites. Okay, of course. Camus area, of course, feel Camloops, obviously we know. Um, Hello Toast for breakfast, oh my gosh, so good. You've been there, right? Please tell uh, me you've often, been there. Often, Okay, great, yeah. thank gosh. We would always um, take our recruits there because oh, we'd get, what, we'd get free recruits? meals. Um, <gasps> so like when, when we were bringing players in from high school and trying to oh. convince them to come to our school, um, the older guys would normally get to take them out for dinner or lunch or breakfast and then we'd get mm -hmm. to use the, the corporate credit card. So we would of go to Hello Toast. Hello Toast. Support yeah. 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 That's amazing. Aw. I can just see you guys filling up the whole restaurant because it's like <laughs> cute and small. Yeah. <laughs> just like all these volleyball guys. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yes. So definitely Hello Toast. Their food is to die for. Mm -hmm. um, for coffee shops. Oh my gosh. So many. I love Amplified, The Vic, Cafe Motivo. Just like yeah there's so many cute coffee shops downtown and i i do try and you know love starbucks but we should try and and branch out and go to the local shops as well yeah um and for like cute little gift shops oh my gosh i love um far and wide i don't know if you when did you move away from Kamloops? because you might not know these ones they're kind of new um so i was kind of there on and off uh i'd say probably moved away last summer that was okay. the last time I was really there. Aww. 
Mm-hmm. Well, we've missed you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, far and wide, super cute little gift shop. Um, lots of plants. They just opened up a new, um, just plant only shop called the Botanical Scene. Really cute. Has a, a, a vintage clothing shop inside too called the Flux. They're awesome. And um, Crooked, Crooked Crown. They're awesome. That's my old assistant manager from Lulu, Emily's store. Very cool. I'm such a big fan of Emily. I love her. Oh, you know Emily? Mm-hmm. Aww. She's yeah, so I had a, sweet, eh? I had a brief stint at Lulu, and I really liked Emily. I forgot about that. We yeah. just missed each other, I think. I know. Yeah. Something like that. They they were saying, yeah, Josh from the volleyball team. I said, I know Josh. What? Yeah. He worked here? That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Emily. She's awesome. And I'm glad that she was able to start her own business. That's super yeah. cool. And during COVID, I think she tried to start it up in March or April. So she did a great job at adapting because mm-hmm. you could not go to stores. We were totally in lockdown. So I think she started doing some, she's opened up a website, which is mm-hmm. great. She, she was on top of it. And now yeah. she's open for business. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Are you looking into doing anything? Are you, are you starting your own businesses? Um, I'm starting my own personal training business, so Sweet. not a physical like store or I don't have a gym or anything, but that is the dream. That's the long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to manifest that. Um, but yeah, I, I bought my business license last week. I have oh. my personal training insurance. Yeah, it was big. It was Dude, very, very easy cool. to click, click, click mm-hmm. and send it to me. But yes, it's starting, which is crazy because I never, ever thought that I start my own business which is such a silly self-limiting belief which I'm really trying to reflect on what my self-limiting limiting beliefs are and figure out why I think that mm-hmm. and move past that but um, over time I've realized and gained more confidence into the fact that I can start my own business and why can't I start my own business that's just ridiculous um, I just thought I didn't know enough or you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're all learning as we go forever and ever, lifelong learners. So, um, yeah, my biggest advice is just to start. Just you to start. I, so, yeah. Do you mind if I go, to, to go take my pan off of my stovetop really quick? Please I totally take your pan yeah, off. Oh my God, were you cooking breakfast? Dang. All right, I'll be here. Because you need to have space to record it. Yeah, I think I need. I think it calculates for the the space that I need to download it after the fact as well. Oh, that's smart. At least you have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Good. We were, we were talking. What were we talking about before? I almost burnt my house to the ground. Um, <laughs> I I don't really remember. I think. Oh, we were talking about your business license. Oh yes. <laughs> so how how did you how did you get into that? How did you get into Number one, what's the process for actually getting a business license? I know that Nick and Nick started something recently as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Of, both of you are making big moves together. <laughs> yeah, he honestly motivates me a lot too, and gives me the confidence as well to to kind of follow his steps too. And like, yeah, yeah, you're starting business, cool. I can start a business too. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his brother started a marketing agency, Saxby. So that's really awesome, and they have quite a few clients now coming in and out. So. That is awesome because they're just starting to build it up. So I hope that I can do that as well. I will do that as well. Yeah. Um, 
first and foremost, I got my personal training certification because of course you need that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, getting a business license was pretty easy, Josh. I first had to, and this is just like through the BC one-stop website um, mm -hmm. because we do live here. Um, first, you have to register your name just to make sure it's available, like whatever your business name is. So mine is Panda Fitness and Mindset. Mm -hmm. Nobody had that, thank gosh. Cool. Then that takes like a week, week to two weeks to be accepted. And then you can register your business and you just pay for a year. You have to obviously register if you're like a sole proprietorship or the corporation one, the, the bigger one, but mm -hmm. I'm just one person. So I went with the sole proprietorship and um, it was, it was pretty inexpensive. Like really? my business license was only $40. Whoa. Yeah. I was shocked. I thought it'd be 200 mm -hmm. because my personal trainer's insurance was almost 200 for the year. Yeah. So I was like, thank goodness save some money somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, so that's good. And that just gives me, of course, all the freedom and legalities to um, start, start, start my business. Yeah. Um, I have one client. Congrats. Very <laughs> thank cool. Thank you. Thank you. I really just wanted to take it slow because I am still working um, as a rehab assistant too, like through the week. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure I give, give my all to my first client, kind of figure out the ropes and then, and then slowly but surely start adding in more clients. Mm -hmm. I'm training cool. in person too, so it does, yeah. definitely takes time. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a hefty chunk. Yeah, but it's so but, fun and so rewarding. Mm -hmm. I love it. And you've talked a few times about your, um, I would say, self-actualizing and kind of your ability to to understand your unconscious biases of of not thinking that you can do a certain thing and then kind of pulling that apart and seeing why you think that way and mm -hmm. and how, kind of what's your process with that? Well, honestly, reflection for me is huge. And thinking back to why I didn't think I could do something and breaking that down and starting to think like, okay, what are the steps that I could take to be able to successfully achieve this? And once you break it down, it just seems a lot more um, attainable and obviously achievable. And I think you maybe had a podcast similar to this about breaking down big goals into small goals. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's did I? I, I like to talk about every now and then. <laughs> yeah, good. So it's kind of similar to that. Um, if something's so huge, like I want to start my own business and be a personal trainer. Okay, well, what's first, Pam? You need to get your personal training certification you need to keep learning. And then there's all these little things like my list is huge mm -hmm. <laughs> that I need to start ticking off, ticking off. But once you start, um, it's pretty addicting to mm -hmm. be honest, and you don't want to stop until you reach your goal. So, um, things like that, but also like your own confidence helps just keep practicing and practicing and your support system, I think is huge. I'm really blessed with the most amazing support system. I have Nick, I have all my roommates that I live with are like my best friends. Um, my parents are really supportive. So that helps me think that I can do something because they're constantly in my ear telling me that I can, which it helps because sometimes, you know, you need that a little bit of extra external feedback, mm -hmm. but you need a lot of your internal feedback too. It mostly comes from you, yourself because you're the only person who's going to do the work. Mm -hmm. They can, they can 
cheer you on all they want, but if I don't do the work, it's not going to get done. <laughs> yeah. And do you practice so. like how, what's your kind of, what's your process of self analyzing? Like, do you journal? Do you, do you write things down? Do you just kind of sit there and visualize? What do you do personally? So personally, I definitely sit down and just think back, but then I need to do pen to paper. I don't so much journal, although I think I should get into it. Some I used to a little bit, but I will write things down um, mm. as in like the steps to take, because if I don't write things down, they're gone. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just like the most important part. I think writing down the little steps of what you need to take and yeah, just figuring out, figuring out the why mm -hmm. is huge. What's your why? My why for everything that I do. <laughs> yeah. Like what's oh your, gosh, well, well. What's, what's your driving force? Like what's your, if you were to, to kind of boil down your, your, your morals and why you do things and why you want to achieve the things that you do, what's your general why? Oh man, I just want to spend my life helping people. It's as simple as that. I, I went to school at TRU for a degree in psychology because I knew that I wanted to help people, but I had no idea in what way. And I was one of those kids that had to go to school right away. So I picked that because I thought that it would lead me to where I wanted to go. It did indirectly because obviously I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a counselor. That's not what I want. But um, it made me, it helped me to realize that I do want to help people um, just in a different way with their bodies and with their minds and their mindsets. And um, that's also why I went to school to be a rehab assistant. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I'm doing right now, working in community healthcare. And it is so, so fulfilling. And seeing how somebody can progress slowly but surely after car accident, after brain injury, um, anything, uh, it is so, so, so rewarding. And just seeing them like improve their quality of life is just like the best thing in the world. So that's my why, especially, you know, it leads into personal training too. You're helping them with their, not only their physical health, but their mental health as well. So it all links in together and I'm just, I'm happy with the path that I'm on and it really feels like completely where I'm supposed to be. So that's my why. Very, very cool. I'm sure that being <laughs> a rehab assistant kind of gives you a, an interesting perspective into that step-by-step -step process of of kind of developing a skill or developing like for some people it's, it's learning how to like, raise their arms again or smile again yes, in, in, some, yeah. in some things. And, and so I'm sure that you have a, a very cool look into what a day to day, um, what would you say like a, a rehabilitation process looks like and, and kind of how you can turn that into your own life and thinking, well, if I practice this every single day, like these other people do practice this every day, then I know that I'll slowly get there. You, you actually get a kind of a, a tangible, you, you have a tangible framework in front of you on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, no, that's 100% true. Um, you see them, I see some clients three times a week and mm -hmm. we do the same program and we work on their flexibility and we work on their mobility and you see them start to get better and their back pain start to go away and their knee pain start to go away. And, it's just, yeah, just like you said, it really shows you that this stuff works if you just keep practicing and you keep being consistent. Of course, it matters on a case-by-case -case basis. Everyone's very individual, but um, yeah, just seeing that progress unfold is, is unreal. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're with your fitness journey, you, you, you alluded to a little bit earlier where you started with a, an Instagram account with your friend who was in Toronto yeah. and, and how yeah. did, how did your fitness journey kind of open your mind from being a, a young psychology student thinking that you wanted yeah. to help people through maybe a clinical practice into, wow, this, this whole body thing, our ability to move and operate that's something that's very important to me. And that's kind of what I want to dive into. What was the, do you, do you remember a particular kind of psychological shift maybe where you're like, whoa, mm. working out makes me feel really good. I'm going to just do this and encourage other people to do this. Yeah. I don't remember like a very exact moment in my life when I realized that this is kind of the path I wanted to take, but it, it made sense when I did finally realize it because I've always been active. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner. Sometimes we think like, oh, why didn't I think of it sooner? Why didn't I do that sooner? But I honestly think things happen at the right time that they're supposed to happen. So um, I was always active, danced. Then I went into cheerleading to fill the void of dance. And then cheerleading kind of like drizzled off. And then I got into like the gym and fitness right when I was in university. Um, And it was always just like a side passion. It was always just like a side hobby. I just like going to the gym because it makes me feel good. Um, I think of course there's always some sort of um, physical aspiration when somebody may want to start going to the gym, but it turns into so much more than that. And I think that really clicked in my head um, when I realized how many more benefits there are other than just physical Um, because the gym can turn into like therapy for some people. Mm-hmm. they need that every day to move their body and feel good and clear their mind and get those endorphins rushing it it's crazy how many more benefits there are to fitness than I thought there were initially starting so I think that's really like just the consistent um, practice of me going to the gym and realizing this helped me to push me into that path of learning about the body and I always wish I took like kinesiology or something like that but TRU didn't offer that at the time I don't think they do now but um when I found rehab um rehab assistant I thought like this is perfect this is what I want to do this the a rehab assistant works more one-on-one with uh, the client or patient, mm-hmm. which is actually what I would prefer to do versus an occupational therapist or a physio, which can work one-on-one, but every once in a while writes their reports, writes the plans. Um, but I wanted my job to be like with the person day in, day out. I'm like the eyes and ears of the therapist, which I think is even cooler to be honest, mm-hmm. because that's, that's what I want. I want the hands-on work of helping them, um, be their best self. So yeah, I don't think it was any specific moment, but all of my little moments and realizations leading up to it uh, definitely just even just strengthened my um, my desire even more to to take this path. So, mm-hmm. how did you get into being a a physio assistant or a rehabilitation assistant? That seems like well, a pretty pretty huge <laughs> thing for you. Just a big switch from a psychology degree. Okay, so like every, not every person, but like some people who graduate and may not know what they want to do, I took a year off Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I worked at Lululemon and it was so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went to Italy that summer. Very cool. And yes, very, very cool. Right after graduating from TRU and I was like, yeah, let's go to Italy for two months. I'm going to find myself. 
well, it actually worked. It actually worked. <laughs> um, I was just doing a lot of research into different like possible careers and, and occupations and rehab, rehab therapy just caught my eye. And it's kind of a newer thing. Like not all clinics have rehab assistants um, because it is more of a, I would say in the last 10 years, more of a new occupation for um, therapists to hire someone to help them. And, you know, I had never really heard of it, but the more I looked into it and the specific program that I went to at Capilano, the more that I thought it would be so, so exciting and rewarding. And um, not only can you help someone with their physical body or physiotherapy or occupational therapy is like helping them get back to their everyday activities, um, even just like helping someone with their body mechanics to go to the bathroom, to take a shower, to make a cup of tea. It can be as simple as that. But I also learned about speech therapy, which was so cool, which is something I never thought I would get to learn about um, and helping like all age levels with, you know, different speech impediments and maybe someone after a stroke who needs to kind of learn how to communicate again. Um, so the more I read about the program, I'm like thinking of the question you asked me, the more I read about the program, the more I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I got my application in, they asked for a lot of things, but you know, that I think weeds out the people who don't want it as bad. If they, if they ask for all these little things, like three references and this handwritten letter and this essay. And anyways, I did it all. I got in and it was the most cool experience I've ever had because it was such a hands-on program. Unlike psychology, um, you know, we got to work on each other's bodies, which was so cool. Mm -hmm. And oh, it was awesome. Uh, half of it got cut to online because of COVID and we just right. like, we're learning the theory online, but um, still a really great experience. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. I just, I, I researched it. I found it. I was like, this is it. There was nothing in my mind telling me that it wasn't what I should do. And I kind of just put my all into it. And here we are now. I went mm -hmm. through the program. I moved back home and now I'm working in community healthcare and it's so fun. It seems like it's right up your alley. Like everything that you've kind of everything that you've done yeah. with your, like with your social media and your job, it's all kind of moving in the same direction. And now you're starting a business as a personal trainer. So it's all like, it's all moving the same way, which is very cool. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty awesome to feel like you are heading in a certain direction that you are happy with and mm -hmm. you just need to keep going, keep growing. Oh. It seems like you have that cool purpose. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, thanks, Josh. Did Nick end up going to Italy with you or was that just a solo trip? No, yeah, he came with us and my dad too. So it was just me, Nick and dad chilling. Um, my dad's Italian and so am I, obviously. Um, so we stayed with like a lot of family and it was a great trip, honestly. And, and Nick and I got to explore on our own a little bit and we got to borrow a car. We drove to like Rome and Pisa and the Dolomites. That was so cool. Hiking the Dolomites, one of the top experiences for sure. And then Nick and I even flew to Barcelona and we went to the south of France for a little bit. We drove there with a cousin of mine. And then we also checked out Santorini in Greece. Whoa. Because <laughs> we were like, we're here. Let's just go. Mm -hmm, totally. Yeah. 
It was yeah. pretty freaking awesome. You guys are definitely, definitely senders. You guys don't leave too much <laughs> up to the imagination. Thanks. That's awesome. Senders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. So you did your physio through Capilano? Mm-hmm. Yep. They have a cool little 16-month program there where they cross-train you in physio, OT, and speech. And very close-knit group. I only had 22 cohorts. And um, it was really quite awesome. We got to all know each other and learn from each other. And yeah, it was great. And a really fun experience because that was my first time moving away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what yeah. was that like moving away and going to school? And I'm, oh, I'm sure that the 16 program or the 16 month program is a little bit condensed. So you probably have yes. lots of responsibility. Oh, yeah, it was very condensed, very full time. Always had something due. Always, mm -hmm. <laughs> always a test, always a thing. My lists were so long, but it was good because I moved away and I didn't really have many distractions. And I was still trying to figure out my life and my friends and all that. So it was really great experience. I lucked out and lived with an amazing um, landlord slash roommate who only charged me $500 in Vancouver, in North oh. Vancouver. Um, we did live together. Like we shared a bathroom and, and stuff in living space, but it was, it was so nice. So um, I really just had all around a great experience and yeah, it was so fun. A time I'll never forget for sure. Was and all. Sorry. What? No, you go. <laughs> and all the friends that I met um, were still all really close, even though they are all still in van and I'm here. But mm -hmm. yeah. Was it scary making that jump? That that sounds like a big leap. It was and it wasn't because I felt mentally prepared for it. Um, I just felt like it was time to leave the nest, if you will, and explore something other than this town that I've grow I've grown up in, and this is all I've known. And I just felt ready. So I think that was nice because I actually gave myself time to figure it out until I was ready to go. So it wasn't that scary. It was just a little sad leaving behind like Nick and my family and my friends. Um, but, you know, thank God for FaceTime. Mm -hmm. So, so yes. it, it wasn't too bad because we could still stay connected. And Van is only four hours away. So still a lot of time to visit except for when the winter road conditions were not safe mm -hmm. um so it wasn't too bad it wasn't like i moved to toronto that yeah. would have been hard <laughs> yeah totally yeah, yeah it seems so. like you have a pretty solid support net network pretty local to you so that's really awesome yeah. mm -hmm. and one other thing i was curious about was um sure. are you able to use your speech pathology in your current practice like do you I'm, I'm, i'd assume that it'd be more so with stroke victims maybe or mm -hmm. traumatic brain injury but do you still are, are you still using that part of your degree that's a great question um as of right now with the current clients i have i am not because i don't have any um stroke patients or anything like that but i i wonder if the future in the future that i possibly could because you know, being a rehab assistant is so all encompassing. And I know I do have one client with um, a brain injury mm -hmm. and he, but he's doing good. It's a mild brain injury. And I know he has a separate speech uh, pathologist that he works with. And part of the intervention plan is if I feel like I have a lot of things I do with him. I do his physio program. We go through cognitive activities and we get to do like fun memory games. 
And I know there is a section on his plan where it says practice um, speech exercises, but his pathologist hasn't given him any yet. So eventually I definitely could, I definitely could use that, especially with this one client. So it really depends um, who I have on my caseload and what they need. So I think that's pretty cool. That is very, very cool. That's a, mm -hmm. I didn't think that those programs would be so linked together. Like, um, like a physio assistant as well as a speech pathologist. That's very interesting. I know me, me either. So I, I love that they've kind of intertwined everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Thanks. Do you, uh, do you have more time or do you want me to let you go? I like 10 more minutes. You have 10 more minutes. Okay. Killer. Let's keep, let's yeah. keep this train rolling. Then. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. Sorry about the, the whole, um, daylight Man. savings thing. Oh, that was so funny. I was like, you know what? It's kind of weird that Josh hasn't texted me yet. I better just tell him I'm ready. Totally, totally forgot. I got in my car this morning to go to the gym and we were rushing to go to the gym because I knew I was meeting you at nine. So I think we left around 7.30, but the car said 6.30 and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, right. That's mm -hmm. a thing that happens every year. Um, does it happen in Phoenix? Yeah. It does not. <gasps> there's See, no that's such what I thought. Yeah, there's no such thing as daylight savings in Phoenix. Like oh I I've actually been waiting for daylight savings because I knew that it would be an issue. I had a lecture um this past Wednesday that I did and the entire time I was always freaked out because I was like what if like what if it what happens and oh my gosh. yeah, because I'm I was an hour ahead and now I'm on time with you guys. Um uh, yeah so, so every morning I'll, I'll get up and i'll i'll read for an hour and a half to two hours and then and then i'll do something so like if i do a podcast in the morning i'll i'll read for a couple hours and mm -hmm. then i'll cook my dog's breakfast and do a bunch of kind of stuff around the house that doesn't involve like, attention and then and then i'll kind of meditate for 20 minutes and then i'll jump onto a call and do a podcast and nice. so this time it was like reading, reading, reading. And then I went to go and put my dog's food on, turned on the stove, put the pan on, saw your message and was like, oh, I have to go right now. <laughs> and hence why I forgot um, a, a pan on the, on the stove. Jeez. Well, yeah. I appreciate you even making it work with me for that time. I was like, oh no, are we going to have to push it back? Oh, no, I feel no, so no, bad. No, no. no I'm, I'm super flexible. And I, I try to accommodate to the people that I have on more than me. I can, oh. yeah. Try, try to be as flexible as possible. Oh, that's sweet. So it is nine for you there or in like 9.50 right now, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Now I know. Now I don't have to worry about it for another year or six months. Yeah. Until fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Question for you. Are you mm -hmm. from Phoenix? I just no. Like... So I'm from Calgary and then I moved oh, Okay. To so you're Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Canadian. And, and then my mom moved to Phoenix when I was younger and then oh. so now she has a place down here and so I came down here for physio because <gasps> I couldn't get pool access oh. in Canada oh my gosh yeah. crazy yeah. you are in physio I am doing physio on myself I'm down here for rehab not, Whoa. not physio. yeah I didn't know that rehab yeah. for what uh, my Achilles Oh, cool. Yeah, it How's is. How's that going? It, it's, it's so interesting to hear about other people's reasons. It is. Yeah, it's, um, it's super interesting. I'm trying to, because I can't, I couldn't really find a lot of resources on Achilles ruptures and how to rehab. And something that I found with my time in Asia was that 
if you're if you're in India and you're not in a high caste, then and you break your ankle or something at a young age, you're like the rest of your life you've got that. Oh. Like people just don't have access to physio or a lot of those things, and mm-hmm. and an Achilles can be pretty traumatic, a pretty oh, traumatic yeah. injury. So, so my goal this time around, because I ruptured my my other one a few years ago, and so this time around I'm trying to do it without a physiotherapist and kind of record everything and put together a comprehensive learn how to walk again and um, rehabilitate a Achilles via online because it seems like everyone has access to an online platform now so my goal is to kind of put it all into a a video platform so people can have a tangible vision of what they what they need to do and the the timelines and yeah so that's kind of what I'm working on down here. Good for you. Yeah. And recording like your recovery process. That's huge. Just to like see that personal testimony mm-hmm. and see how it all worked for you and how you're doing now. That's pretty cool. It's super interesting though, the way that the, like the muscle reacts and then how our, our brains slowly react and kind of figure out how to do things again. And like, I'm still trying to get my, my first step on my walking back together. So that just takes time. Oh yeah, it does. That's yeah. really cool. You seem like a very patient person, so that's I, good. I've that's good for rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really good that's for rehab. That's very necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so often I found that like I've rehabbed a bunch of stuff, and I spent a lot of time in Sage while I was in Kamloops, the the physio center. Oh there yeah, yeah, and, right. And there was I spent a ton of time in there, and I would see lots of people go through and people that were patient and people that weren't patient and people that weren't patient tended to get injured a lot more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to leave the adequate amount of time for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting dynamic. Yeah. No kidding. Well, that's so awesome. So you can, you're going to be in Phoenix for a while um, or this yeah. is like your home now. Um, my, my landing pad is somewhere between Calgary and Phoenix. So. Fair enough. Yeah, so I um, I like to I'd like to do a, quite a bit of traveling still, and if I have the opportunity, I'd like to go back to Denmark and continue playing professionally over there, which I was doing when I got injured. So, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. So the goal is to to head back there and then travel Europe a little bit and then maybe jump the land over to Asia or Africa. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd really like to backpack South America as well. That would be cool. That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I can see you doing that. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, I'll get the big gross yeah. beard back and <laughs> grow the hair, hair out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on the path to regrowing regrowing the hair, so nice. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's awesome, Josh. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we're we're getting close to it. I don't want to keep you over time. <laughs> I promised you I'd let you go before ten. So with two uh-huh. minutes, I'll, we'll do our we'll do our little exit. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, I've had troubles getting girls on to my podcast, weirdly enough. Like I just get ghosted a lot. Um, oh man. Yeah. yeah so I, I understand to some extent, but I, I really appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone. I know this was really outside of your comfort zone for you. You haven't done anything like this before. So I'm sure it was really scary and you friggin' killed it. You were an absolute gem and I can't thank you well enough. You're a beacon of light for everyone Aww. that wants to do something new in their lives. 
Thank you so much, Josh. Honestly, this experience was so great. And it's because you're such a nice and like amazing host. Um, you asked awesome questions and you really made me feel comfortable. So honestly, 10 out of 10 would recommend coming Thank on Josh's podcast. <laughs> awesome. Thank I'll send you. your testimonial out. Yeah, please do. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Pam. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you okay. so much. Have a great day. Say hi to Nick and Clark for me. Tell them I miss them. Oh, I will. Bye. Okay. Bye, Pam. <laughs>